You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Elon Musk taking the car-loving world by storm. He has introduced us to the Cybertruck, polarizing, to say the least. You either love it or you hate it. There is no in-between. We're going to talk about it. This is episode 67 of Chrome Dome Radio, and not even, what, a week after Ford... Um, debuts the uh, the electric Mustang. Elon Musk comes out with the the Cybertruck, man, and uh, I think he had teased it prior to this debut, and he he lived up to his promises. He said it was gonna be he said it was gonna be kind of like a what do you call it a, a steampunk type style. Uh, this thing to me looks like it's straight out of Blade Runner. Um, I'm a fan. I'm going to say right up, right off the bat, I'm a fan of this thing. I think it's cool. I appreciate that they are taking things, they're thinking outside of the box. You know, he, he can't, for Tesla to come into the pickup truck industry, you have to do something different. You can't just come out and come up with another pickup truck. Because you know what? Ford also announced an all-electric f-150 coming out and you're not going to beat the f-150 so you got to play a different ball game and tesla coming out with this cyber truck man it's just cool i mean stylistically hey if you haven't seen it yet i'm not telling you how to live your life but get on the internet and google this thing it's basically and hey this is the best description anybody's going to give imagine if a delorean knocked boots with an el camino you have the cyberpunk cybertruck sorry the cybertruck uh it's stainless steel just like the delorean um it has similar cuts similar shape to be honest with you um it's uh i think the two most striking things about the car was probably one the, obviously the style that's what everybody's talking about it looks like a car that's not done rendering yet and the other thing that everybody was pretty shocked about was the price. And it seems like this thing is going to start at 39900 Now, look, a lot of people getting excited and they're like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. And you can go to Tesla.com and you could pay uh, like 100 bucks, Actually, literally 100 bucks, And you could put your name on a list and, uh, you know, they'll put you on a list to get this thing in the future. But... You know, they're saying, oh, it does uh, 0 to 60 in 2.9, and it's got this, and it's got that, and it's only thir- it's starting at 39000 Look, if you think that the $39,000 model is going to get you 0 to 60 in 2.9, you're mistaken. All right, so I wanted to actually come out with this episode to clarify it th- a few things about this car. Yeah, it is starting at $39,000, but what that's going to get you is the single-motor rear-wheel drive model that model is going to go zero to 60 closer to 6.5 seconds now if you wanted to go with something faster if that's what you're into 
then you're probably going to want the dual or the tri, you heard me correct, the tri motor. Now, if you're going to get the dual motor, it's probably going to be $49.9. And if you want to get the tri motor, we're talking $69.9. The tri motor is the one that they're saying can go to z- 0 to 60 in 2.9. And I think uh, during the uh, the introduction to the vehicle, Elon Musk showed the car racing a Porsche Carrera or Porsche 911, one of them, and uh, and beating it. That was the tri motor one. Um, it's funny. This car's funny because, like I said earlier, people either seem to be loving it or hating it. I've talked to people on both sides of the spectrum, and I'm a fan, dude. Because let me tell you what: when I was a kid, first of all, my favorite movies ever made are sci-fi movies from the '80s. It's either like sci-fi or horror movies from the '80s. So the '80s told me they told me that futuristic cars were going to look a certain way. And now I got here. I'm here. I'm here. This is the future of the 80s. This is literally, I'm here. Back to the Future was 2015. Blade Runner was 2019. I'm here, and I don't see it. What does Tesla do? They come out with the car that should have been there all along. That's what I thought a futuristic car would look like. And that's funny because people people are saying, yeah, it's it's futuristic styling. Yeah, it's futuristic styling for the 1980s. That's exactly what it is. And I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. It's, It's great. Now, I should also mention... Other people seem to think that that's the exact car they're going to get in a few years. Look, you got to be realistic. That, in the end, was a concept. Very late in the process, yes. But a a concept nonetheless. They will have to meet U.S. regulations to get that thing roadworthy. You know, you got to imagine there were no mirrors on it. There were no side mirrors. That's I mean, I know that sounds small, but that's going to change the appearance a little bit. There were, that headlight, as cool as that headlight is, it's basically that one stripe going all the way across. I think they're going to have to make some minor modifications to that. I'm not sure if you could have a single strip like that going all the way. Same goes for the rear. I think you could have it on the rear. I'm not sure how that's going to work out on the front. And uh, there were no blinkers. At least in the front, there were no blinkers. You have to have those yellow markers. So, Look, realistically, the styling is probably going to have to change a little bit. I don't even know what the... I didn't see a third brake light, things like that. I don't know if there's a a regulation on how big the rear window must be or or what kind of visibility you need to get out of it. Because if you've seen this thing, I mean, those... those, uh, What do you call them? Those bars in the back, the way that they're shaped, slanted like that, that's going to produce some blind spots when you're looking through the rear. So I don't know how this thing is to drive yet, as cool looking as it is. But, um, again, I'm all for it. I'm not going to get one. I'm just not into the whole electric car thing yet. I'm not really into new cars. I think I've said that on this podcast before. I'm not really into new cars in general. The, I think I work on cars too much to want a new car. In that, like, I just, like, when, when you throw more and more technologies at these things, I just keep thinking, oh, that's another thing to break. Oh, that's another thing to break. And I'm just not, I'm not into the, cameras in the back i don't know i sound like an old man sounds so stupid when i say this i know i do i'm just not into it anyway regardless this thing is cool so one of the first features i think that elon musk mentioned i mean we're going back eight years now he mentioned that he wanted tesla to come out with a 
with a truck. And one of the first features he mentioned was the self-leveling suspension. This thing has it, which is cool. What that basically means is the rear of the car will lower while you, uh, while you load cargo onto it. And the example that they used during the debut was they, uh, they loaded that uh, ATV onto the back. And I should also, also mention that the, the rear hatch opens up and goes all the way to the ground. So you could, you could drive things like ATVs right onto the back of the truck without needing any sort of ramps or anything like that. It's all there. Um, it's going to have power inverters, which is pretty basic now for trucks. I think all trucks have the power inverters, so you could just plug like 120 or 240 volts right into it. Um, the other notable thing is it's got a new version of the Tesla Autopilot. And people are pretty excited about that because, you know, Tesla's had some issues with their auto let's put it that way some issues with their autopilot in the past you know people crashing and such and not trusting it so, <laughs> so yeah tesla's gonna i guess this is gonna be like their first model that's gonna introduce the new version um i think it's also important to note that uh when people were talking about the thirty nine thousand dollar model right they're like oh yeah it's gonna get up to um 500 miles distance that's not actually true the $39,000 model is the single motor the single motor is only going to get you about 250 miles on on a single charge if you want that 500 you're talking about getting the tri-motor now and now you're talking about a $70,000 car now to me again I'm not getting it but if I were to get this thing I would only be interested in the tri-motor one another difference between the three models the single rear wheel the dual and the tri are the all-wheel. No four-wheel models. These things are all-wheel drive, which is fine. Most people just need all-wheel. You're not going to be taking it where you're taking, you know, four-wheel Jeeps. Um, even though the ground clearance is, um, according to Elon Musk, it's going to be some of the, the best in the biz, including the approach and departure angles. He mentioned that. I th he might have tweeted that out, or he might have said it at the debut thing. Um... Another cool feature was is the uh, the power bed cover, which is which is awesome because apparently it's going to be strong enough to where you could walk on this thing. And uh, Elon Musk tweeted out in the past couple of days that there will be a solar model made available, meaning you could get the power cover for the bed that will be made of solar panels. The solar panels like. That's I see I don't know how much it's going to cost but it could get you up to an extra 15 miles a day obviously weather permitting. Now, realistically that's pretty good actually because I would say most people probably work what 15 20 miles I think my commute's like 17 miles. 15 20 miles to work let's say. Uh and that's that that's good for a one-way trip to work then. You know, if you park in a parking deck, you're not going to be charging obviously, but if you park outside you're good to go. Um, the colors that are going to be offered on this thing, obviously, everybody saw the stainless steel. There's also going to be a matte black. Um, that was another thing that Elon Musk tweeted out. And I heard, literally, I couldn't find this anywhere online, but one of my coworkers said it'll be available in gold as well. I don't know about the gold thing. Um, we talked about the gold DeLoreans when I did that DeLorean episode. <laughs> and how, like, what is it, like some Middle Eastern prince bought like there was like one of four deloreans that were made in gold 
And I bet that's how this thing will do. Uh, how this thing will go. Um, the steel that this thing's made out of is the same stuff that they're building the spacecrafts at SpaceX out of. And I should also mention that odd styling, you know, part of it is to appeal to a niche crowd, right? The the blocky styling. But the other part of that is that because they're using that grade steel, it's thick, it's strong, it's juicy. <laughs> because they're using that grade steel, they're limited to how they can shape the panels. Now think of even the DeLorean. Now if you're not watching the video, I, have, I happen to have a DeLorean model right next to me. It's again, kind of like the, the this shape. My phone is ringing. Let me end, let me cancel that there. So the shape of the DeLorean is it's got you know sharp cuts on it, right? It's because they were kind of limited with the with what shapes that they could um, build with that thick of steel. Uh, what was I saying? I got confused. I got confused because my phone rang right in the middle. And whenever that happens, like, I'm totally thrown off. I don't know why that is. Like, the phone rings, and I'm just like, Bleh! All right. I'm going to put this on silent now. This is out of respect for you guys. Oh, here we go. Now I got a text. Okay, here we go. It's just my wife. She's fine. She's at her destination. All right. See, that's, see, that's what's cool, too, about podcasts. Because I do what I want, and I thought I put it on silent, and it's clearly not on silent. This is a new phone, and of course when you get a new phone, you can't figure out how to do things like this. Okay, that time it's definitely on silent. All right, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the Cybertruck. Oh, uh, the other cool thing is it's gonna seat six, two rows, six people, which means the front row is gonna have a third seat right in the middle, and if nobody's there, you can lower it down, and then you got yourself an armrest. I think that's actually kind of standard on most trucks now. Um, but I don't know. Uh, 14,000 pound towing capacity. I have a list in front of me, like I always do, just to make sure I don't forget anything. Just cool stuff that um, I was reading about online. Uh, the other thing is, oh, again, back to the whole $39,000 thing. That is the model that's coming out in late 2021. If you want the bells and the whistles, the tri-motor, you're looking at probably the end of 2022, uh, which is normal. Like a lot of companies tend to do that when they de debut a car. They come out with like the base one first and they take like an extra year to come out with the cool ones. Um, so I I'm curious to hear what everybody thinks about it. Like if you, by the way, this podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, the videos on YouTube and XOTV, and comment in the video. I kind of want to know what everybody thinks. I, I mean, I have a pretty good idea. Like, you're going to go one way or the other. <laughs> you're going to hate it or you love it. And I, to me, it appeals to my nostalgia. You know, going back. It's funny. I Just the other day, I turned on the same day I saw the truck. That night, I went over to a buddy's house and we watched um, Escape from New York. And I don't. After seeing that truck and then watching that movie, I was like, "Yo, Kurt Russell could be cruising around in one of these right now in this movie." And let me tell you right now, if they dropped that car in Blade Runner or any of these movies, Total Recall, if they took that exact car and just dropped it in the movie, nobody would think any different of it. It would it would fit right in. I think that's so cool. Again, I'm not going to get one. 
you know, probably, probably not going to get one, but I'm going to appreciate others who do get that one. So for, Hey, this is a, what does this mean for companies moving forward? Car companies. To me, this is actually another reason why I like this car. I think it may influence other companies to take more chances. I think especially in the pickup truck world, a pickup truck's a pickup truck, man. They really haven't changed much since the day they were born, you know? Like, they're kind of just the same thing. Yeah, sure, I mean, they changed a little bit. But for the most part, they kind of just don't change much, and nobody really thinks... The hell? Did you guys hear that? That was my Bluetooth in my garage. So, you know, they tend to just do the same. I think because you're generally appealing to probably, I would imagine, like middle-aged men who, I don't know, just want a pickup truck for a pickup truck's sake. And this, I think, is going to appeal to some of that crowd, maybe? but probably a younger crowd and probably a crowd that never even thought they ever wanted a pickup truck before. There are things beeping in my house. I cannot pay attention to what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know why that's trying to connect to anything. That's my Bluetooth in my garage. Is my Bluetooth on in my house? I mean, on my phone? No, it's not even on in my phone. Oh, yeah. It's all right, guys. Out of pure respect for you, I'm not going to edit any of this out. This is all staying in. My confusion uh, with the things that are beeping in my house. This is why I, hey, I said on the podcast before, this is why I don't need an Alexa or a Google Home around here. This is why I really don't need a Tesla. Because as soon as, dude, when electronical things just start doing things on their own, it's judgment day. When my electronical toys do things that they weren't supposed to do, it's judgment day. And I don't need that. I don't need to to uh, facilitate machines taking over the world. All right. Let's get back to... Uh, oh, you said, oh, you know what I was thinking too? So Ford, you know, releases this... Uh, their electric Mustang, and Tesla releases the Cybertruck. And I think Dodge, did Dodge mention that they were going to release an electric truck? Let me see. I think Dodge may have mentioned, I could probably Google that, right? I could probably Google that. I think I could handle that. Let's see. Dodge electric truck. Oh, maybe not. Oh, here. Oh, here. Okay. Five upcoming electric trucks. This is for 2019. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. So I opened up a web page that that tells me nothing. A, a workhorse W15. You know what the problem is? It sa it says what model is going to be coming out electric, and it doesn't say the brand. So I'm left to guess. That looks like a 
Is that a Honda? Dude, what a worthless website. Okay, so this does say here that there will be a plug-in and or hybrid Ram truck. Which is what I think I heard that somewhere. The reason I was bringing any of this up is, you know, Ford says they're coming out with an electric Mustang. Now Tesla's coming out with the Cybertruck. And then where's GM? You know, Chevy, Chevy's over there just like, you guys want to see our Bolt? Hey, you guys want to see our, our Bolt? It's all electric Bolt. You know? And, uh, I don't know. Tesla's like, yeah, but you could... Also, come see the Cybertruck. And then Ford's just like, yeah, either that or you could come see the Mustang. But, but ours is a Bolt. A Bolt's not going to cut it, GM. Where are you guys in all this? As I was playing that and I heard the curse words, uh, totally uncorrelated. You guys hear what's going on with the the YouTube Copa thing? There's a lot of YouTubers making a big deal out of it now. And I mentioned this podcast is on YouTube. Now, this doesn't affect your boy. I don't have to worry about this because this ain't no kids show. This is for adults. All right? Which has its own set of limitations because advertisers don't want to advertise with people who use naughty words apparently but uh kids channels right now on youtube so they changed their policy and i even had to do this when you upload a video now you have to choose whether or not the video was intended to have children as an audience or adults the reason they're doing that is this cope i I keep saying copa i think it's copa or Copa, however you want to pronounce it it's a new law going into effect january of next year where YouTube will not be allowed to put, um, what do you call it, uh, advertising on children's videos. Because they somehow found out like kids were watching these videos and they had targeted advertising spe- specifically for them and they were being exploited. So, now here's, like, when you when you say what the effect is, it tugs at your heart and you're like, no, you can't go exploiting children. Now, me personally, exploit the shit out of those out of those kids you know they deserve it <laughs> they're they're here they're here now you get ads anyway so the the effect i don't know some study came out and it was affecting children so i guess they came out with this law that had good intentions but now you know i guess what people didn't think about is what about all the nerds dude it's uh it's a nerd apocalypse man because now here's what I mean. There's a lot of YouTube channels out there that are not geared towards children, but may talk about childish things. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, like, for example, they have, um, I wish I could remember the YouTuber's name. I'd call her out right now. But she has a channel where she either reviews nostalgic old toys or shows, right? So she might talk, I don't know. Talk about it out of my ass now, but she might talk about the Thundercats or Ghostbusters or Ninja Turtles. Not meant for a, 
you know, children as an audience. Because you got to think, too, a, a kid right now, what the hell's a Thundercat? Huh? They're not going to know what that is anyway. But uh, that is a gray area. Because now, because you're talking about something like that. Or there was another channel where the guy just reviews toys, but not even toys toys. He reviews like, you know, like I got a DeLorean sitting next to me right now, right? Like a model of a DeLorean. I don't know if you're going to be getting this for a kid. This is just some, some dorky thing that you'd get, right? Because it's, a, it's, I mean, this is a professional model. Take this stuff seriously. You know, I got, I, okay, for example, I got, I got toys around here. We could try to make the argument I'm appealing towards kids because I got a Ghostbuster toy. I got Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, baby. Look at them. Look at them. So anyway, what they're doing is if, if your channel or your video is deemed to be geared towards children, you can't monetize it anymore. Or at least you can't do the same, same type of advertising. And these channels that are caught in that gray area, you know, some people make their livelihood off this platform, off of YouTube, and they're kind of just being demonetized now. Like, what's going to what's gonna give them the incentive to make any of these videos? What's going to give anybody the incentive? What about the, the shark song that everybody loves so much or the duck one? Who's, what's going to give people the incentive to create material like that anymore? Yeah, I think the, I think they're going to have to iron out a few things with that. And I know this really only affects, you know, creators on these platforms. And again, it doesn't really affect me. I just don't like when they make these... Like, the, when they make these regulations like this or these laws that, I guess, had a good intention, but obviously an application isn't going to work the way they think it's going to work. You know? Because also, YouTube was never intended for children. And to me, if these kids are being exploited or manipulated in some kind of a way, maybe they shouldn't be holding a piece of technology that gives them access to something like YouTube. See, this is, this is, this is what I mean. I think I've mentioned it before in this podcast. This is what I mean about the internet, that people just take it for granted now, and they're forgetting. I mean, dude... Look, anybody who's my age knows when you were growing up, you don't put any of your private information on the internet. We understood, it's like we understood the power of it back then. And now we're just like, oh, Google it. You know, put your bank account on there. Put a camera in your house. Put a microphone in your house. Let it all go to the internet. And, uh, and Judgment Day. So I don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for it because I guess, you know, it it really affects the YouTubers that found their niche, right? So if let's say like one of them, I was, I was watching a video of this dude who was talking about, he exclusively talks about Ghostbuster news, nothing else. And there's another one that does Ninja Turtle. I mean, name it. It's out there. There's a, there's a page for it. And this guy was saying, he's like, for me, you know, in his scenario, he doesn't do the YouTube full-time. He's got another job on the side, uh, as a full-time job. He does the YouTube as a side. But this other chick that I was talking about earlier, this is her full-time job. When you get 100,000 subscribers or more, you could make this your full-time job. You make enough money off of it. So for them to kind of just like pull the rung, rug pull the rug from out of under your feet and just say, no... Not anymore. Sorry. No warning. Just like done. F figure it out. That sucks. That sucks, dude. 
You know, and what they're saying too is they're going to have, and they already have this. You know how I've, I've bitched about them dinging me for stupid stuff like who's coming to Chrome Dome Radio to listen to uh, whatever her name was, Jan Terry? You know, because I played a part of her song in one of the episodes and I got a ding for it. They have crawlers that go through the platform and what they're going to do is have these same crawlers go through the platform and and watch the videos and determine for you whether or not the video was intended for children. Now, there's another gray area. What does that even mean? How is it intended for children? Does it matter what like what you have in the back? Or does it matter that I have a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man next to me? You know, that's what I was saying earlier. Is that appealing to children? Very strange how they're going to how they're going to work this thing out. And they want black and white. And they're just, it's not, it's never black and white. And and all the gray areas already being exposed. And they're just going to, I guess, they're, whatever. I'm going to stop talking about it. I don't even know if you guys care about this. <laughs> but I, hey, hey, man. You know, I to me, it's just a, it's just a regulation on freedom of speech. And that sucks. Because for a long time, it was channels like this one and other let's say more I can't even use the word mature the last thing I am is mature but other sites that use naughty language or talk about naughty topics those channels had a tough time staying monetized or becoming monetized because advertisers would steer away from them now it's like it's coming around full circle now now it's the other way around now they don't want to do it to the kids what are you going to have everybody every channel is going to end up being the same the same type of content. There's got to be a better way to do it. You know? I know they already have the age restriction thing. You know, they there are YouTube videos that are age restricted for whatever it is. Maybe violence or something. But it says, are you 18? Or you have to be signed in. And it'll tell you if you could watch it. Why can't they do it like that? You sign in with your own account. If you're under 13, you can't watch this video. I guess, again, that wasn't even the point of it. The point of it was the advertising. Yeah, never mind what I just said. The point of it was the advertising. They don't want to. They don't want to have children, child videos, kid videos. <laughs> Dude, this is gonna. If I'm, if I'm ever gonna, they're gonna be cross, child videos, kid videos. What are you doing? What are you? What are you doing, Chrome Dome Radio? What are you talking about on your podcast? <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I was talking about a cyber truck, and then I got here. Anyway, that's it. That's it, guys. Um, this was a really good one-way conversation, as they tend to be, you know? That's the thing, is when it's just me and you're just listening to me, it's a great one-way conversation. I'm going into your ear hole, and I hope once it goes in, it dances around a little bit, you know? And then you and then you let it go. Maybe, maybe it comes out of your mouth then, and you say, this, this Chrome Dome Radio thing was just dancing around in my head. And maybe it'll dance around in others' heads. And that's the goal, is to dance around in as many heads as possible. Thank you uh, very much for tuning in. This has been episode 67 of Come to Radio. Find me on all the social medias, because you guys know I, I pay very close attention to my social medias. I care a lot about my Instagram and my Facebook and my Twitter. So find me on there. It's important to me. It's important that I get likes and attention. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? It comes down to the attention. 
I'll see you next time. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving.